Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another Spartan 160 EN podcast. This is podcast number 75. We have a very exciting one ahead of us. Let me go straight to my cohorts first before going into the guests, starting off with my man, Steph. Steph, how you doing, bro? I'm doing okay. We lost yesterday. It was an ugly uh, ugly game, ugly loss. Didn't want to lose. I didn't want to be the boom, the faster. I hate that shit. So losing it at the Dragon, uh, didn't like that. Didn't make my day. I mean, um, I had a, a podcast with uh, no uh, football, no filter. I canceled it for for a minute, and then I, I realized I was being silly, and then I still did it. But, you know. <laughs> was, so, uh, side note, how was Bruno last night? Was he at least drunk? No, he does, uh, Bruno doesn't drink at all. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. But was he at least, like, super happy or what? What was he? Yeah, yeah. He's classy. Bruno yeah, is yeah. classy. Yeah, so he was he was happy. We had another portista, Steve, from Florida. A super funny guy. I mean, I had fun yesterday on the podcast. And we had Johnny Sineiro as uh, the other Sportingista. Uh, He's so, already in the comments too. Shout out to Johnny. Yeah, yeah, Johnny. You know, he's a he's a huge fan of uh, of our podcast, so we thought it was fair to invite him uh, because he's been very consistent with our podcast and with the For other sure. podcast. So he's a faithful fan, and uh, I, I wanted to give him, you know, the the glory of, of being part of it. So let's move on. Yep. Sick, sick, sick. Also, we also have Christian. How you doing, bro? Doing all right. Truthfully, didn't expect <laughs> us to win. Didn't expect us to win yesterday, to be honest. But it would have been nice. It would have been nice. But once the once the Porto goal, goal went in, and it's like even if we scrap a draw, it's in theory better for us in the third place race. But we're not crashing the party. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Uh, and that honestly became clear after maybe 25 minutes. But congrats <laughs> to them. <laughs> Yeah, congrats to them. And last but not least of my cohorts, we're also joined by Nando. How you doing, bro? Hey, man, I'm doing well. If I start freezing, hopefully I freeze in a good spot. You guys let me know. Um, but, man, <laughs> I told myself before the game, I will not get pissed off. I will not get pissed off. And then I was so livid. <laughs> and it, it, it lasted the whole – like I texted my dad a whole Bible. <laughs> I was like, screw Veranda, screw this, screw that, screw the other – I was so pissed off, man. Um, so I didn't expect us. I don't know, man. I, I I guess I expected us to maybe show up and like show a little bit more passion because Braga, um, you know, left us one there. But you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. That's all I gotta say. It is what it is. And last but not least, we're joined by our very special guest, my amigo Marco. Marco, how you doing today, dude? I'm doing good, man. A little, very disappointed actually, you know, but it's expected. Uh, Ruben Emerding can't make uh, an online word out eggs. Yeah, uh, we see this uh, from the beginning of the year. They started out as contratações for muito mal feitas, and these kids are young. There's a lot of talent there, but you know, you put them in that stadium like Porto, and after 25 minutes, they started uh, their legs weren't there anymore. You notice, especially in a super talented bit like Kudasma. Yeah, you know. yeah, exactly. Where are you where are you joining us from today, Marco? I didn't even ask you before the show. 
Well, I live in uh, Massachusetts, at Christian Mass. It's right outside uh, New Bedford. Oh, there's, 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 the a, area. there's a bunch of beefy cases down there. Oh, just a few. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I can handle them downstairs. <laughs> we, we, we have a, a lot of beefy cases fans on Twitter from uh, that area. Yeah, there's a true. lot of a lot of true. a lot of people from the Azores, and mainly they're Benficistas. So. Yeah, I hear it right every day. <laughs> it's the same thing up here in Toronto too. But it's, it's mainly Asturianos, and also they just happen to be fucking Benficistas, those guys. <laughs> uh, anyways, we'll jump right into the Twitter questions. We have a few. We also have a, a DM over here from uh, Jordan Bentoncourt. But we'll start off with my man Joel De Silva at Joel Leon underscore O seven three. And Marco, I'll give you this question. He asks expectations for next season, Portuguese league and Europa League. Uh, of course, if we make it to Europa League, <laughs> yeah, bold. We'll, bold we'll, we'll assume. We'll assume we will. <laughs> what are your expectations for next season? Hey, listen, my expectations are very low again, um, especially seeing some of the players that they're being talked about. Um, Sporting needs a lot of depth, a lot of quality players. And, you know, they need players on the line of Matthew. And I don't see them talking about anybody with that quality. Um, players, that center back is a journeyman center back that they're talking about. Um, you know, the, the right back is a young kid, 20 years old. So until I sat here in some real high quality names that they're thinking of bringing in, my expectations are going to be the same as this year, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna 100 agree with you there. Um, next question comes in from Paul Rodriguez at Paul J Rod uh, on Twitter. He asks a few questions, so I'll, I'll spill it out between uh, the four or the four of you guys. Uh, his first question is: What players should not be starting for next season? Or uh, I'll kind of flip it, Steph. What player? If you can only pick one player, what player are, would you kick out of Sporting? Which player would I kick out of Sporting right away? Yeah, at least from the starting lineup. Oh, the starting lineup. Oh, um, I would definitely get rid of uh, the starting lineup. Uh, uh, e even though I like Ritovsky, uh, Ritovsky. Fair enough. Uh, his next question is, why does Spurad continue to start? Uh, Christian, I'll pass that one off to you, dude. Uh, I'm just going to assume that he starts because, number one, he never stops trying, and number two, there's absolutely no one else besides two 18-year-olds. <laughs> there you go. There's nobody else. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but the guy, I will say this. I shit on him rightfully so, and a lot of people do, but he, he doesn't stop running. He doesn't stop running. He's the opposite of Bazdov. Yeah. Like, the guy just standing around, walking around. Like, he's always fucking chasing. But run, run, runs a lot for not so much, you know, output, which is, I guess, the problem. He also asks, and I'll keep it with you, Chris. He also asks, Pedro Menz or Tiago Tomas should, uh, or like, which one between the two do you think should get a start? Or do you think Sporad should keep his place ahead of him? Uh, honestly, I probably, if, if, if we had somehow beat Porto and we had like a, at least a four point lead on Braga, like a one game cushion, basically, I would be all for that. But honestly, the games are too valuable still at this point. We're only two points ahead of Braga. And I, I, based on Thiago Tumash that I've seen in two games so far, about 20 minutes, I, he's not ready to start. And 
I guess Ruben Morin has seen so has rated Bedman so lowly that he hasn't even included him in the yeah. team. Barely. He hasn't. Has he? Has he made one sub appearance? Featherman's. No, I don't think. I think maybe one. But he has not been in this. He's game. basically a hundred percent not someone I'm ordering counts on. Yeah, at all. So, but with that said, uh, Silas didn't count on him. I, I, Kaiser didn't count on him. So it, I think it's a problem with. I mean, he, he did play a little bit earlier this season. It was the big thing because remember when he wasn't inscribed in the team for January, and then he finally got to play. Yeah, and he yeah. scored in his in the debut. To be honest, it it went downhill after scoring on his debut. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't many chances for him either. I mean, to prove himself. Yeah, he only got he only got like ten minutes at a time, really. But Ruben Amorim, if you if you proven yourself at practice, he's been giving everyone a chance. So it seems that Pedro Mendes maybe yeah, it says yeah. a lot that he hasn't even been included. Yeah, yet. exactly. There it is. Exactly. Uh, next question or last question from Paul Rodriguez, uh, and thank you, Paul. Uh, he asks, "What positions would you like to see addressed during the transfer window to bring in for next year?" Nando, I'll give that one off to you, and I'll also give it to Marco right after. <sighs> Yeah, what man, absolutely. So right off the bat, like Dumbia for me, I'll chime in on the question I think that was asked to Steph, but like he's got to go. So one issue is they got to get rid of that guy because he pisses me off spending the money we spend to have him there. Um, two, uh, we need maturity on the team. So it's more than obvious that if we're going to go all in on having such a young team and bringing players in from the academy, which is good and great, we need maturity. We need players that have been there, done that, like Marco said about uh, – you know, Mathieu and, and players like that. Um, hell, as young as Bruno Fernand still is, he was obviously one of the more older guys on the team. Um, I would be totally okay and receptive of bringing back like an Adrian, um, somebody like that who obviously needs some playing time, a, a Slimani we've been tied to. Yeah, they've been there, but we all know how well and how good they were for the team. Um, so if we can bring them back at a reduced cost, I would love players like that back. But at the end of the day, um, Maturity, older players, players have been there, done that. Um, I think we need, a, obviously, another striker. Um, I'm not 100% sold still on Sporar being, like, the go-to number one guy on the team. Um, I think he has a very direct style of play, a lot of counterattack, a lot of, like, quick transitions, and Amorim hasn't really shown that that's how he likes to play. So I think we need another guy there to just be competitive with him. Obviously, Pedro Mendes is probably not that guy right now. Um, so, yeah, striker, more importantly. Um, and then just guys that are older that can keep these younger players, motivate them, and, and get them to that kind of level is what I would like to see going into the transfer market. How about you, Marco? What are you What are you expecting of the of the transfer market this year? Can I go back to who do I want to get rid of out of that team? Yes. How many? Do you yes, of course. To? How many? How many? <laughs> yeah, as uh, many as uh, you want. You already more. It's a fire sale. Let it rip. Yeah, I mean. All the, you know, out of the contestations, quote unquote, there's Pedrasan Duperandas, there's one or two, Vieto, that I think is quality. The rest, they can all go. I mean, I don't know if you guys agree with that. Uh, I don't think Borja is that bad. You don't think I, I, I thought Borja was actually pretty good yesterday. Kamashu, another player did, that, did, like, did you guys I, think he sucked yesterday? Some I don't think he's great. I'm not high on Camacho at all. There, to me, there's a lot of players at Sporting that we have to sit here and spend too much time trying to understand and debate whether they're 
good enough, right? I feel like we have a lot of players. Yeah, they're young, but we have a lot of players that are like, he wasn't bad that game, or he wasn't that bad that game. But we don't really sit here and say like, dude, that guy is like a hundred percent bona fide star. That guy's going to be a solid, you know, starter for years to come. And I think that if we go through all that, we have to decide, is it because they're young and they need development? Cause that's the case for a lot of players. Or is it just because that's really just quite frankly, how good they're going to be. That's my concern. Um, I'm not sold on a lot of these players being like a bona fide starter, a future star, so forth and so on. Yeah, I, I agree. But uh, listen, as far as forwards go, we have Jelson Dollar and Rewav that to me is uh, yeah. going to be a phenomenal 100%. player. I, I think he scored already five five or six goals in uh, since January, ever since he went to Rewav. I like a kid that plays for um, Simulicone, Tony Martinez. I, I'm actually a fan of, uh, you know, when they first go to the Sessions, do it in the Portuguese Liga because it isn't, take time for these kids to learn the the Liga. There's a lot of quality in the Portuguese Liga. I think they should for sure go get, uh, you know, the kid of Braga, the Israel, the right back. He fits like a glove in uh, the Marine system. I also like that kid Manu and um, for Maritimo. You know, there's a lot of quality. If you look back at how Mourinho built his roster when he won those titles at Porto, was with all players that were playing in Portugal. You know, this quality yeah. there, it's just, you need the scouts, you need to go and spend 15, 20 million this year and really load up on the roster because there's too many positions to talk about that with lack of quality or depth. Uh, these young kids are going to be good, but, you know, you need some power, some experience to win titles. Exactly. And and it's and you hit the nail right on the head. We have to all, we have to take advantage of the good league we're in, but at the same time we can't buy uh, Enrique Eduardo for five million from Billinist after not proving anything. It needs to be uh, a lot more a lot more thought behind our our, we're getting, our, our purchases because the teams are good. The teams are good. I mean, we look at Family Kong. They spent not even anywhere near what we spent over the summer, but they're just as good. Uh, Riwav the same. Braga. Braga, notoriously the same. Guimarães, the same. So, like, I, I 100% agree. We have quality within the league. It's just... I, I don't know I don't know how, how uh, uh, Guimarães pulled it off, but that kid, uh, Edwards, what a player, oh man. Oh, my God. I mean, how the, how the fuck would you let him... You would you want to get a, a Bolasi and you let you let that guy go to Guimarães? I yeah. mean, this, the scouting department of Guimarães, uh, two thumbs up? Right on, man. That's the issue with sporting, man. Where's that scouting department? I haven't seen it in the last two years. Garbage. I mean, look at the players they brought in. What did they hit on one or two? I actually like Spurad. I think Spurad is going to be a very good forward. But me too. You know, right now, me too. Right now, right now, there's no service for him. I mean, the kids are running around like, you know, the chicken with his head cut off. You know, there's no quality going to him. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I agree. I think Sporad will be will be he'll pay his dividends, he'll be great. I, uh but if he's not getting the good crosses, it makes it difficult for him I, too. And I don't mean to say like I don't think Sporad is a good player. I just don't think Sporad is a player to have on the pitch as right now in every strategy that we've thrown out there. I think there's games that it's clear that he doesn't play that kind of tactic. 
as well as probably a Maureen would want. We don't Tight. have anybody else now, though. But right, but we don't. But we don't have anyone else. Yeah. You're right. So did you see? That, did, like, you see me, did you see uh, Real Madrid Villarreal? Luis? No. no. Okay. At one point, uh, Real Madrid was suffocating uh, Villarreal uh, before the end because at the end it was Villarreal suffocating uh, Real Madrid. And uh, at one point inside the box, Real Madrid showed up with five players to finalize. Five players inside the box. We have Sporar by himself most of the time. How do you expect to score if you have one guy? It makes it extremely difficult. So, and that's why Sporar doesn't score as much as he should because he's, he's by himself. He's, he, he can't score by himself. Uh, Giovanni is a great player, but at times he's too selfish. Yeah, yeah. really selfish. And that's, so, I don't know if you guys remember the problems he had with Acuna a couple of games ago when in the locker room. Yeah. Uh, from what I, what I read was the pro, uh, Acuna confronted him just about what you're talking about, uh, Steph. His selfishness and not coming back on defense and helping out. Um, you know, he's I, I don't I don't think uh is ever gonna be a great player. I think he's just gonna be, be a normal player, honestly. Like yeah. like like yeah. So, sometimes people they they question uh, the the value of Juan Felix. No one is saying that Juan Felix is not a great player, he is an awesome player, but in today's football or soccer, whatever you want to fucking call it, I'll call it football. I don't like the word soccer. In today's football. You had to play offense and defense. It's that simple. Exactly. Simeone doesn't play John Flelix because he doesn't like to play defense. But the guy's so, also like 50 pounds wet. Like he can't body anybody. He's too busy with that girl on Instagram. 120 million pesa mais do que In papel, in papel. It's okay, maybe million, my nada. <laughs> Half a million. Uh, I'm not greedy. Next question comes in from Jordan Bentoncourt. Uh, he has two questions. Christian, I'm going to give you this first one because uh, it's your guy that I know you uh, you love. Where's Kamashu at? He played the first couple of games and then went missing. What do you think? <laughs> Where's he at? Where's he hiding? Uh, you would think he he slots in perfectly on paper for that that wing back spot. Like, that's a spot that's made for him. But the problem is is that he's not that good. Um, I feel like the last couple games, the sporting wingers are all unable to take anyone on. Like, Plata, Plata and Kamashu trip on themselves while trying to dribble someone. <laughs> One in every yeah. three times they try to do it. Yeah, you're 100% right, dude. And it's getting really frustrating at this point. It is. It is. It I think is. they're both talented. They're obviously both talented, but I don't know what the deal is lately, at least. Even Plata, especially lately, like he's been really yeah. bad. Um, Kamashu has been – Kamashu was bad and got benched, so he hasn't been bad lately because he hasn't been out there to be bad. But <laughs> You got I, a point. <laughs> but, yeah. Hey, so that, hey, that's Christian, where he is. Kamashu, Kamashu, when he came to Sporting from Liverpool, one of the reasons why he, they got rid of him in Liverpool because that manager wanted him to be a right back and he thought he was going to be a top right back and the kid didn't want to play it. Yeah. That position. And yeah. his first interview, yeah. he said, 
as a sporting player, he said right away, I, I don't want to play right back. So that's the yeah, that's his. That's where his head is. It's so not he's good enough. He's not good enough to be a full time starting like right winger for a top club. So it's like, what do you would you want to play or do you want to sit, dude? It's your if you're insisting on playing like an attacking position, you're not gonna. You're not good enough, really. I don't think yeah. you haven't shown that you are at least. He, he likes of consistency, and that's the problem with the, with uh, playing kids. They could have an awesome game. Uh, but you know, like, uh, and we'll talk about. I guess we have to jump on the games now, Danny, because there's just one more yeah. question. There's just one more question. Um, and Marco, I'll give it to you. Uh, it's a it's a pretty uh, interesting one. Would you rather see Vietu even try as a as a false nine instead of instead of uh, Sporad for the next game? What do you think about that? Maybe give him a go at striker. No, I don't think Vietu has those type of qualities, uh, Danny. Uh, yeah. Vieto, uh, Vieto, he's a 10. I mean, unfortunately, I wouldn't put Tiago Tomas out there because you can ruin his confidence, especially, you know, the remaining, especially against Benfica and stuff. We have two, uh, a couple of games left. We got to stick it out. Yeah, agreed. I'm just going to quickly uh, read out what Juice Box the Al uh, put just before going uh, online and then we'll get right into the game. He said yesterday was a very disappointing game. We played like shit. And also the ref let the game turn into a shit show in the second half. Hard to watch. No flow at all. Agreed. Uh, Ristovsky's got a goal. He makes mistakes all the time. Then has yeah. the nerve to throw a tantrum when thing, when someone uh, else does. Um, also, the way Sporad has been looking, I almost wish Luis, Luis Philippe was healthy for this. Uh, Nunu Minj <laughs> is becoming my favorite player. Uh, good both offense and defense. Um, and then last question, Johnny, uh, Johnny Sinero. I think it's, you, you answered it, Steph, but yeah, just so the I public did. knows. Uh, when Spartans basketball starting back up again, uh, if anyone knows, and Steph, the all-knowing Steph, 15th of September, Freeburg Olympic basket. Let me just also say, Laja got to start selling these uh, basketball jerseys because, um, listen – I would fucking buy one, let alone <laughs> let alone us. Just last question uh, from Ten Ten Zitty. What formation do you guys uh, think would work best for us? I'm a bit. I'm a fan of this back three, to be fair. Um, yeah. What about you, Nando? I haven't asked you a question in a bit. I'm not. I'm not mad about the current the current formation, but I still think that we need players that better suit that formation. Exactly. I, I exactly. like it. I like yeah. what his idea is. I mm -hmm. think um, we've all kind of commented several times, uh, especially Christian regarding how good defensively we've actually been with those, you know, that, that three in the back, but going forward is where we've stumbled. I think we've all commented throughout the game, especially Porto. We get to midfield. We're either not knowing how to progress or we're constantly kicking it back and starting over again. So the formation I like, we just don't have the players there yet um, currently to better execute that formation. So I like it. Because this formation, you cannot make mistakes uh, in the midfield when you're passing the ball. You cannot. Because when you do, you, you're putting the other team in a in a, in a yeah. counter position, counter attack position. And that's what happened with the second goal, Kumarega. We lost the fucking ball. And that's yeah, the danger exactly. of that formation. You have to be perfect when you're passing the ball. And you can be afraid. And I saw too many stupid mistakes yesterday. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Kurezma among them. Kurezma has I love Kurezma. He needs to work on his passing. He needs to be more like the other Kurezma. Um, anyways, 
I'll go into the starting lineup where Spartan beat Santa Clara 1-0. Uh, we'll quickly go over this game. Not a lot of things to talk about anyways, but we had Luis Maximiliano in that. We had Sebastian Quatsch, Eduardo Curezma, and Marc Jacuña as, uh, at center back. We had Ristovski and uh, Nuno Mendes on the wing. We had a midfield of Wendel and Dumbia, surprisingly, with a front three of Jovan Cabral, uh, Sporar, Gonzalo Plata, with um, Christian Borja, and Mateus Nunes and Tiago Tomas coming off the bench. Um, Marco, I'll start this one off with you, dude. What were your thoughts on that one nothing victory? Listen, the first mistake Ruben Amorim uh, made was putting Dubia back in the lineup. I mean, yeah. I think <laughs> Dubia is horrible. Why I, does I he keep getting know. opportunities? I, I don't know, man. I don't understand. Maybe he's got pictures of Verandas. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I actually like Marcus Acuna at uh, left uh, at that position. You know, he's got quality coming out out of the back, and I think that's one of the things that we lacked against Sport is that quality coming out of the back. They pressured Koresma, and he uh, showed his uh, his age. But the, the Santa Clara game was. I don't think it was a very good game. Sporting didn't play very well in that game either. So kind of went a little bit into the what happened in the Porto game as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and of course, uh, Jovan Cabral was the one that got the goal on the, uh, what was it, the 67th minute. Um, yeah, again, not a lot to talk about. Christian, what, what were your thoughts on this game? Um, honestly, like, it really needs to be stressed just how bad Dumbia was in this game. Like, because we, we, they ceded all initiative to us and they just, they just dropped back and they have a couple really fast players. So it worked. Like, if you guys watched the Santa Clara Benfica game, like, they totally, literally scored three of their four goals was doing that. And I mean, I guess you're playing, uh, you know, on the road, might as well do that. Um, and so we were like, it was like 80-20 possession and just like Dumbia, just like his deficiencies and like playing forward and like feeling where the space is and like opening up when he's receiving it and like in possession or knowing when to transition into attack rather than just keeping the ball moving in possession. It's just like, there's literally nothing there. And it's, it's crazy that we, like he didn't appear to be that bad at first. But exactly. like what he's become now is just like I don't even know like how, how does a player like that have any value on uh, on the transfer market? It's like we paid like what like like four and a half million something like that for him. Like, something like that. Yeah. How do you recoup that? Who's gonna who's pay? Who's gonna right pay now? you five million for him? Who's gonna pay you five million for Eduardo? Like how are you gonna recoup these amounts? I just don't see it. But just just do a nice a nice collage with the best fucking moments and then uh, like. <laughs> Like to go slow. Who's that got that? Hey, we, we, they're brought in. That was supposed to be like the fastest ever that uh, plays in Turkey now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, bro. He'd be yeah, way better than Dumbia. Like, I wish we would have got rid of that it's other a, punk. It's, it's the same name, though. We'll, we'll, we'll be all confused and shit. <laughs> I don't think Javi's coming back. I don't think Javi's coming back, unfortunately. Last time I heard he wasn't coming back. No, uh, there was so. there was something not too long ago saying that Ruben Amorim wanted to have a look at him. Yeah, yeah I think that was just. I think I think he would play real well in the uh, 
Besiktas was convinced after the quarantine that they wanted to activate his buy cause. He scored a, I think he scored a banger right after <laughs> something like that. And, and I think, why. I think that's all us selling newspapers trying to up his price. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Steph, I'll, I'll pass it off to you as well. Uh, the Santa Clara game again has to also be mentioned. What a lovely goal from Jovan. Uh, wasn't his greatest game. Wasn't what we saw uh, post lockout right away, but beautiful goal, a beautiful cross from who was it? Does it? Was it? Uh, oh, it was Wendell. I thought it was going to be Beautiful All cross right. from Wendell. Beautiful finish from Jovan. What were your thoughts, Steph? Uh, same thing. I'll, I'm not going to take too long. I'll say the same, basically along the same lines as Marco and uh, and Chris. Uh, Sporting played played enough to win the game. We were never in jeopardy to lose the game. Uh, Santa Clara didn't create a lot of chances of goal. I mean, I think one goal was canceled because they were offside and they were offside. Uh, but besides, besides that, I agree with the marker 100%. Why the fuck don't be started? I have no clue. Um, um, it leads to believe, to believe me that um, uh, Ruben Amorim is giving everyone a fair shake and say, okay, show me what you got. Uh, and then I guess he did see what he's got. He's got nothing. Uh, he almost he, he saw a yellow card, which could have been easily a red card uh, in the middle of uh, the first half. You know, I was like, holy shit, the referees in Portugal showing red cards. They're so super sensitive. And he just got lucky. He got a yellow card only. Uh, but that, that was a, a, a huge indicator that he shouldn't have started the game at all. Uh, but besides that, uh, the one thing I don't like uh, uh, about Giovanni is um, he's, he's great on one-on-one. On one. But sometimes he tries to dribble too many people, too many players, too many defenders. At the same time, he loses the ball. And like Marco said, and Acuna, I agree with him, he doesn't go back in and help the defense, or, or at least the midfield. He doesn't pressure. Epa, não crack. You're a good player. Mas não ganhaste merda nenhuma. The last time I checked, the last time we won a championship was 18 years ago. So winning a Taça da Liga and the Portuguese Cup it's great, but to us Portuguesees, that's not the title we want. We want the Portuguese a Liga Nos. Hey, that that's a Liga is nice, bro. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one, no one. Let's tell the truth. No one really gives a shit. It comes for a ganhar a taça da da Lisboa. Nothing. Um, it's the same shit. Uh, but you know, resuming the concluding. Uh, it was a good win that we played enough to win uh, against Santa Clara. Don't forget, Santa Clara went to a uh, Segunda Circular and they won 4-3 over there. So yeah. then they're a pretty good team. Uh, they're well coached by Juan Henriques. He knows his shit. They 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 came uh, on a tactic of 4-3-3 and uh, they played decent. Uh, but uh, you know, we won fair, fair and square. I didn't. I never felt that's that. That Sporting could have lost a game against the Clara, no way. Uh, but you know, that's it. Uh, no, I'm not going to waste too much time on that game. Yeah. Last but not least, Nando, if you want to throw in your two cents as well, and I mean, uh, and yeah, man, right I'll make it pretty quick. Everybody here has said exactly the same thing in different words. Um, we did enough to beat Santa Clara. I don't think at any point I was worried that we weren't going to beat them. Um, sometimes you get worried that there's those squeeds in the back and they can get a counterattack in or whatever, but Sporting defensively, again, seems to be holding its, its, its own. Um, but that's pretty much it. I mean, Sporting under Ruben Amorim isn't really 
uh, of us, the Lord, they're not, you know, leaving us clapping, standing up. We're, we're just playing solid and we're getting results. More of that. So we, we took care of business against a good, a good Santa Clara team. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the, uh, the bigger talking point. Um, yesterday, Porto wins their, uh, is it 29th title? 29th. 29th, 29th yeah. title. Um, of course, comes after a defeat to Sporting 2 nothing at the Dragão. Um, Sporting's lineup was uh, Luis Maxinet, uh, Christian Borja, Sebastian Coat, and Eduardo Kuresma at the defense, with Nuno Mendes and Ristovski as wingbacks, uh, Mateus Nunes and Wendel in the midfield, with Gonzalo Plata, Sporar, and Jovan Cabral up top, with substitutions of Chic Gerald, Rafael Camacho, Tiago Tomaj, and Joelson Fernandes. Um, and then uh, Porto's lineup. Seeing as they're a big team, I'll also mention their lineup. They had Marchesi in net, uh, Manafa, Mabemba, Pep, and Tellers in the back with Otavio, uh, Loom, Daniel Pereira, and Luis Diaz, aka Michael Phelps. Um, with uh, Musa Marega and Fabio Vieira up top, they had substitutions of Diogo Leite, Romario Barro, uh, Vitor Ferreira, and uh, Suarez, and um, João. They want to be. They, Porto wants to be, be Spartan so bad. They even have their own João Mario. Let's be real. Not only do they steal our chance, they steal our, our, our youngsters' uh, names. Um, but, of course, yes, 2 nothing with goals from uh, Daniel Pereira and Marega at the end. Marco, I'll, I'll pass this one off to you. I'll start it off with you. What were your thoughts on the Classical? You want me to start with the positives or the negatives? Uh, uh, so Talk to you, dude. Uh, so, listen, uh, we got to bring this up to uh, 16 losses. Um, yep. I think that's worse than history. So that that's the major negative. I, I just I could never imagine losing 16 games in a season. You know, it, it's been a disaster. Um, but anyways, positives. I think Max had a good game. Um, finally, Quatch uh, was you know was the captain. And he was spectacular. Nunu Mensch, man, I think this that kid is gonna. It's not going to stay too long in Sporting. That kid's going to be a super crack man. Yeah. His quality at 18 years old, and he was—he looked like the only one that wasn't afraid out there. Um, I liked uh, Mateus Nunes as, as well. He, I think he had a solid game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Plata has disappeared the last two or three games. I think it's maybe time to uh, give Joelson a chance because I think that kid, that's another kid that's going to be a superstar. Um, but as far you know, I, I Porto's uh, was going to win that game one way or the other. You know, Sporting doesn't have the quality. They their talented players are very young. It is what it is. Again, like I said earlier, you can't make omelets without eggs, and that's where we are. Plus, we're missing Acuna and Vieto also. That that hurts. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. We, we... The team looked. The team really looked inexperienced, uh, even on the pitch, especially. Uh, Steph, I'll pass it off to you, dude. What were your thoughts on the game? Uh, pretty much the. Um, I agree with Marco. Um, solid game by Nun Mens, definitely. Uh, solid game by uh, Matheus Nunes. Uh, solid game by Wendell. Coat uh, is a good game. Um, Bora, I don't think in this system. He's the player we need. We need. We're gonna need somebody else. Uh, Koresma, uh is a great uh, center back, 
But this was a big game. We needed his A game, and he shook. He was. This was not one of his best performances. But of course, I'm not giving up on him. But I was expecting more from him. And like, and like I spoke about, years old, man. yeah. And and like we spoke about it, Chris and I, a little while ago, uh, th- those passes they had to be crystal clear. You ha- you can you can miss those passes, especially. When 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 you're trying to pass from the defense through the midfield, you're giving a chance to your opponent to counterattack you within seconds. So you have to be extra careful. Uh, with this tactic, center backs, those three center backs, they're going to be heavily involved in the in the building of the team from the back to the midfield uh, up to the third third last quarter of the of the pitch. Um, Sporad again. Uh, like Chris said, he never gives up. He's always running. I love that about him. Uh, but if he's not getting good looks, then how can he score? He's lonely in the box. We need to we need to show more people inside the box when when we cross the ball. And I I just find Spurad uh, you know all by himself most of the time, and that's not helping him. Giovanni had a, an off game again. Um, he's hot or cold, hot or cold. And that's not good. Uh, he, he needs to be more consistent. He could have used Noon Men's a lot more uh, with the, the those deadly combinations that uh, they, they do all the time against Santa Clara. I saw a little bit of that. I was expecting that more against Football Club Porto. Uh, but, you know, solid performance by Mabemba. Uh, what, a, what a center back. They have a pretty – that's that. he's a pretty good center back, Mabemba. Yeah. Uh, he, Manafau did play pretty good too. Alex tells as well. The, the whole Port, uh, uh, Porto team showed a lot of experience, a lot of maturity, and that's what we lacked of. But let's not forget that Sporting has been struggling. That's why we we have that ugly record of 60 defeats, the most ever in our history. Um, so it's not Ruben Amorim's fault because – this is the same plantel we, we began 2019. Uh, we, we made a couple smart changes with uh, shipping out Balassi and Gize. That was perfect. Uh, but, you know, you like Marco said at the beginning of the show, no pots visit on matching offs. And yeah. then Ruben, Ruben and Mourinho has done, done an outstanding job. But when you have a bunch of, of uh, young players playing against a very experienced team that's about to win the title, the Portuguese title, what do you expect? I mean, Porto was not going to say, oh, coitadinhos, vamos jogar com jovens, não vamos apertá-los. They didn't give a shit. They just wanted to win the game to become champions of Portugal. A tie would have been good enough for them, but they, they went all out, and it showed the lack of experience we had. But, you know, um, I've seen a huge improvement in our team since Ruben Amorim came into our uh, you know, uh, uh, our club. And uh, I, I'm expecting un futuro risonho. Um, I'm no way giving up on this team. But I do agree with Chris, with Nando, with you and Marco. We need a good mix mix of veterans to do a, a good blend in with, with the youth. So, and then, so this, the market, when, when it reopens, Hopefully, our administration, scouting, scouting department, will get some really vet, good veteran. Or, when I say veterans, I don't mean the age, but with experience. 
to yeah. to to create more stability with the youth that we have. But the game itself, I mean, Porto did play better than we did. They they uh, they had more maturity, more experience, and and uh, they deserve to win. Uh, and Ruben Emerging has a lot of work to do to get the, the team up to speed if we want to fight for the title race next year. Uh, but I'll tell you what, if we win the games as we're supposed to win, like contra Santa Clara's and contra the, the games that we've been winning so far, Mureirense away, uh, we tied, but that team hasn't lost in 13 games. That that was a pretty good result. If we if we pull the perfor, perfor, uh, mm-hmm. performances that, that we've been doing now lately, and, and let's say we, we lose the big games against Porto and Benfica, hopefully we won, of course, we will be champions of Portugal because most of the points we lost was against little teams. We lost against Family Count twice. We lost against Braga once. We won at home. I don't even know how. But we had to win against the little teams. If we're more consistent with the little teams, we will be in the title race. That's the key of our success. It's against the little teams. Perder contra o Porto Benfica não é um escândalo. Isso é um jogo de tripla, como a gente diz na gíria portuguesa. É um x dois. We always know that, you know, we, we, there's a risk of losing those games. But let's reveal. Why, did, did, uh, why are we out of this title race? Because we lost against the small teams. And that's all I got to say. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. How about you, Nando? I'll pass that one off to you. Yeah, man. So I, how many losses this year? I think Marcos said 16? 16. 16. 16. So, record. Record breaking. And it, 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 I don't know. Record do caralho. I don't know if this is the time to bring it up. Mais um record do Varandas, caralho. Mais um. That's it. That's what I'm saying. Like, what's and, and, more? And, and, and we'll talk about the sausage we lost. Yes, yes, yeah, because yes, yes, see, I don't even know if this is something I should make a comment now or like as a closing comment. I'll focus on the game, I'll leave that for the end. Yeah, Six, yeah. 16, 16 losses, right? Okay, so against Porto, this game was absolutely the perfect example of where we need reforces for next year, right? We have we lack the experience, we lack the statistical fortitude, we lack um, as garras, we lack all that stuff that we pride ourselves in being sporting geishas and our team's always having. Yes, we have young, talented players. That only goes so far. You know, any team that wins titles needs the perfect mix of young, talented, experienced players. We don't have that. It's not this game that it's going to keep us from winning the title. We lost that shit like two years ago for this year. But with that being said, this game... Um, there, that lack of that lack of uh, experience, you know, showed the lack of solutions uh, no banco showed. I was reading comments on Twitter and and people talking about, um, for example, people talking about how Ruben Amorim truly doesn't know who he needs to bring in to try to like zimpatar o jogo and 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 create some some uh, some moments there against Porto because I for one never saw Porto at any point in the game act worried, act scared, act concerned that Sporting was going to score on them or that we were an actual threat, okay? So I that's my opinion. And I don't know if you guys at any point felt that way, but I never at any point of the game felt that Sporting was closer to scoring than they were to getting scored on. Um, so that just shows, man. You know, we can't compete with these guys like that. We can't compete with the Benfica's of the world like that. Um, and, and 
you know, this game just showed it. Where I do get a little bit of frustrated, though, where I do get a little bit of frustrated is that, you know, Ruben Amorim, right? With Braga, he won uh, – what did he win? He Didn't he win every single game um, that he played or that he uh, coached with Braga against Os Grants, right? Didn't he do that? Didn't he beat Porto? Didn't he beat Sporting? Didn't he beat Benfica? Yes, yes. Yes, well, but, but keep in mind, keep in mind, because Ruben Amorim also brought that up in the press conference, especially against Porto. He beat Porto in the Tasa of the League on penalties, and then okay. he beat Porto in the league sure. in the 96th minute off a header. Oh, yeah. That, you, that's where he, he even mentioned that in the but press those, conference. But those Braga teams but, weren't playing poorly. Those no, Braga agreed, agreed. weren't, weren't uh, looking like as if they were going to lose at any given moment in the game. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I, I personally expected a little bit more from Spartan. That's why I was so pissed off at the end of this game. I had, like, my hopes of that Amorim was going to come in, introduce that, that guy, introduce that, that, that fighting spirit, and that we were going to get scrappy and at least pull off a tie or win this game. I, I don't know. Call me stupid for thinking that that was possible, but I felt that with Ruben Amorim and what he's shown in Braga uh, and this young team that we were going to uh, maybe be able to do that because this is by far the worst Porto that I've seen since I can remember watching football, and it's been – Gosh, man, since I've been five or six, by far, I think we'd all agree that this is by far the worst Porto that I've seen, you know? So, worst Porto is still substantially better than um, than a worse Spartan. So, that's all I have to say, man. Agreed, agreed. And uh, Christian, last but not least, I'll, I'll pass it off to you. There's also a little bit of a mood in the chats. So I just want to mention hey, that. Hey. <laughs> that. That's my wife. That's my wife. I know. I know. I know. I just wanted to mention. <laughs> Christian, what were your thoughts on the classical? She's using my, my daughter's account, actually. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I agree. The Nando said it pretty well by saying, like, it, it never felt like we were closer to scoring on them than they were to scoring on us. Um, there was like a couple brief flashes immediately after the Danilo goal that kind of woke us up a little bit, but it, it really wasn't serious. We, 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 we got to their box. It was just like anytime we got to their box, it was like an accomplishment. That's why Rostovsky was so pissed at Plata that one time because it was like, wow, we finally reached the box and you squandered it away. I know. But it's like they literally hadn't been there in, in 20 minutes, you know? So, yeah, it, it sucked. And the thing, that, the thing that sucks more, it's like even if we – even if we sh- – like even if we shithoused a nil-nil, like they still would have been champions and we really wouldn't have been in that much of a different position because you'd be three points ahead of Braga instead of two. So still, still within a game. So we were, we were never going to win this game. And the if we if we got the tie, like it it wouldn't have changed anything drastically for either team. So um yeah, it just just kinda sucked overall. I thought that Borja and Nunu Men's were really the only only bright spots. The rest of the team was pretty bad. Um or just average, um, slash invisible. Like Mateus Nunes, Wendell, Kowatz, they were all average. And then I would say um, uh, Rostovsky, Kurejva, Plata, Jovan, uh, they were all below average. Yeah, 
Uh, agreed. Agreed. Listen, I don't think there's much else to say about this game. Um, just that two goals were scored in the first half that obviously didn't count. Spartans was offside in the first 45 seconds. Porto scored a goal on the 20th, I want to say, 20-somethingth minute. Uh, but it was a handball. On, Max uh, Frank. Max Frank, who has to, has to also be mentioned, yes. But I think he's had a, I think he had a decent game otherwise. Yeah, yeah a decent game. Um, yeah, he's pretty good on his feet. The only thing I would like to say is after the five substitutions, uh, you know, if you're losing one nothing per day, per one, per day, per two, per day, per three, it's a meme merda. I mean, I, I think Ruben Amorim, he really tried to tie the game. Yeah. But the, the substitutions didn't, uh, yeah. didn't pay off at all. Uh, if anything, it made our defense and midfield weaker. Uh, but the man, he tried. He put, he, he, he put the car on the door. I, I do like the two substitutions that I did like. Uh, Francis Geralds for Plata. And Me I thought Geralds brought a lot of maturity. I actually mm -hmm. like Geralds. I want to see more of him. I want to see him start a game more than just come off the bench. Uh, but two, I loved, loved that he took Jovan off because Jovan at that point stopped running whatsoever. I don't know if he was injured or not, but he just stopped whatsoever. And when Joelson came in, he showed his age as well. Obviously, the kid's 17. He's going to make some mistakes. But he also showed some something about him. There was like a, a, a moment where he was just on the corner, uh, danced by two Porto players, whipped that in. And honestly, that was, the most dangerous the, cross. We, that was the most dangerous cross we had in the entire ex half. Exactly. Had Sporar been in the right moment or at the right spot at the right time, it would have been 1-1. So I, I like those two, and I agree. He put the, put, put the card with Yassador. Didn't work. Hey, Giovanni had a great Giovanni had a great chance to score a header, and he totally mm -hmm. missed it. I'm like, fuck, we suck with headers. We suck. Listen, I think Joe Wilson is probably the most talented player on the on the roster right now. Even I feel like he's gonna get hurt. Raw talent. I think well, Nunu Minj <laughs> and then Joelson. Yes, agreed. No, listen, Joelson kid is gonna be a superstar. Mark oh, yeah, it will be. And uh, Nunez, what? Uh, he brings such, I love such maturity for, for, for his age. Oh, my goodness. I mean. He's, he's also very good dribbling and wow. like, going forward. He's full of confidence. I mean, he's not afraid. Like Marco said, he's not afraid. He, he goes into the pitch, and he wants to play ball. And, you know, and that's what I hate about sports. When you start to circulate the ball, it's a little You for this. It's, it drives me nuts that we, we, we don't impose speed when we need to impose speed. Like the late 90s before we won a Sibiu Gapatrasmo. I think our team would be great in Brazil. Oh, of that's Ruben Emory's system, Steph. That's Ruben Emory's system. That's Ruben Emory's system. I know, but at, at some at sometimes players, they're afraid to make that the final pass. As visiting put o pass lá no no na agulha no buraco da agulha, and they're afraid to take a risk. And then sometimes you need to impose speed to 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 get momentum up the game. And against Porto, we we were stalling and we missed so many passes, simple ones, simple ones. At one point, Giovanni he, he, he was rushing so much, the guy was like two meters in, on his left, and he totally totally missed it. And and that drives me nuts. I'm expecting more from professional players. That we're not playing Sultes contra Casados para isso, because 
When we go to the park, I'm not expecting perfection from Danny or Chris. I, I never seen them play soccer. <laughs> you you I, should though. You should. <laughs> they both got their hair cut. That's perfection. <laughs> before I blew out. Before I blew out my knee. <laughs> One of you brought up Braga and the difference between Sporting and Braga. I think Braga is just more experienced than Sporting. I mean, that's the big thing. I mean, yeah, the experience they, that Braga yeah. has in that midfield. Yeah. This season, Braga is uh, has been much better than Sporting. The only the only thing is they they can't finish the game. Look at against Bolins, they should have won three one four one and they tied the game. Uh, but uh, no. in terms of We've now, I put games. that more on. Oh yeah. Of in course. terms of yeah, of course. I, and and now I put that on more on Kustadi than anything because ever since he's come into Braga, Braga hasn't looked the same. Oh, Kustadi's gone. Kustadi's gone. Oh right, right. But still, yeah. nonetheless, like the the Ruben Amorim leaving. Um, I mean more uh, also in terms of experience, they have the right experience because we had experience. We had a player from Real Madrid, mind you. We oh. had a we oh. had we had Yannick we had Yannick won the Champions League he won the exactly we had Champions League experience in that locker room he decided to dance decided to dance in a fucking shopping cart after after beating who did we beat that game who did we beat his beat was on point though I don't remember that guy's a, that guy's a bad nightmare please don't bring him up anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Varanda's just been a, a nightmare for the last two years. <laughs> I know. Um, Go. Uh, last, uh, the last thing on the game, because uh, I think everybody's agreeing. We played bad, but there's still a little bit about us. There's still a little promise, a little sparkle there. Our man of the match. I'm going to give mine to Nunu Minch. Uh, Steph, who's your man of the match? Um, Nobody. Fair. Marco, do you have a man of the match? For Sporting? It could be both. It could be either Porto too. For me, the man of the match is Nuno Mendes. Kid is spectacular. Right. Yeah. How about you, Chris? Borja. Good shout. Good shout. Good I, shout. I, I, I know you're kidding. I know he's kidding. He was, he was great. <laughs> he did good. I, I liked him yesterday. Yeah, I would agree. No, I, I'll go I back. The, the man of the match for me was uh, Serge Conceição. Yeah. Fair. Fair. Octavio is the actual man of the match. Uh, for this <laughs> how about uh how about you nando um really nobody but max played well played decent to me he had some moments where he came out on the ball a little better than what he has in the past so it was good to see that i'll also just say joan pinedo was easily uh porto's best player that referee gave him every call in the world <laughs> uh <laughs> Uh, next la last topic, really, and, and it was it's more towards uh, what we were mentioning on Verandas. Uh, the renumeration, okay. Hold es on, escalões. Don't forget, boys. Escalões. So, 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 on their on the last third of the of yeah. the pitch, and that's when they start faking injuries and that. I didn't like that, but then I was thinking, hmm, if it was Sporting winning, we would have been doing the same thing. And that I only blame the the Portuguese league and the Portuguese referees in Portugal. That's part of our culture, and that's why we're not attracting French, 
uh, fans or English fans or Spanish fans to watch our league because our league sucks. Our league is We're, horrible. Yeah, I mean, how many times does the referee stop the game? It's it's like an, a stupid statistic, like more than 50 times times per game the game is stopped. It's like you see dives after dives after dives and it shouldn't be fouls in the Premier League. It will never be called. And in our Portuguese, league is constantly called. And, and this game against Porto, uh, it's it's a shame that the, a super quality team like Porto, uh, they were pulling those stunts and burning so much time and playing anti jogo. But mm -hmm. if it was the other, on if we were winning one nothing, I think we would have done the same thing. So who's to blame? Yeah. I don't think it's the the teams. It's more the our culture in in the Portuguese league and the referees they allow it, and also the the, the mindset. It sucks. I hate that. I really hate that. I only mentioned I only mentioned the referee because of two two plays I can still remember, and I'll, I'll be quick. There's one where the ref calls a foul on Plata against Pep, and it's more of a foul on Pep against Plata. And then the second one, which is really it happened all game, um, Nunu, uh, Nunu Diaz, Lu, Luis Diaz would fall. Doesn't matter if he gets any contact. It was a foul. It was ridiculous. Uh, but that's all I got to say about that. Anyways, uh, the renumeração uh, happened yesterday, just before the game too, which was, I mean, amazing timing. Let me just also say that. Um, it, apparently, we we gained eight thousand sausage. Um, I'll tell you guys here. I went from one hundred and sixty nine thousand to eighty four, eighty four thousand or eighty five. I should say uh, we we've all had a jump up. Um, I don't know if a lot, a lot of people were also mentioning because uh, Ronaldo was famously the 100,000 uh, sauce you. Uh, guys, it's not what number he is now. Odds are he's no longer a sauce you. Just also want to pay that out there. He, he's definitely not paying his cottage. <laughs> um, but anyways, um, yeah, but what are your guys' Vieta probably moved up to like sauce meal or sauce Number cuatro, caray. <laughs> Ooh, Uvieti said using our pools, bro. Yeah, bro. Gotta buy by poder like put what 40 votes this coming election. Okay. Hey, he changed his name. His name is no longer Luis Uvieti. No wonder why Fernandez is winning, motherfucker. He's smart. Um, anyways, Marco, I'll I'll give this one off to you again. Well, what are your thoughts on this whole situation that happened? Well, what are you, what's your understanding of this? Because I don't even think I fully understand this. I'm worried. I'm very worried. Okay. Yeah. Because the Russian sporting is going. Um, from what I've read, um, first of all, that when the Borandes group of president, one of his promises is, to, uh, you know, to bring sporting up to 200,000 fans. Sporting actually lost about half of their uh, sausages from this what it shows in the um, people are people don't don't want to be part of the club anymore it's unfortunate I'll be honest myself ever since this but on this took over I stopped paying and Same. while these Likewise. people are the, uh, uh, sporting I'll never pay again um, they just they disrespect to the fans time and time again and it's going into the right, the wrong direction. I'm very worried what's going to happen in the next couple of years. 
And listen, I, I don't I don't blame you because I was also having this talk with my dad too. Um, I feel like there's also a lot of Spartanistas out there trying to um, – and I'll mention two mainly, and it's mainly on Twitter, um, the Tuvaj Vincid and that Diogo guy, um, who think they have a good point in bringing up that it's Spartan – Spartanistas failing Spartan because their, their president isn't in, in, on the board anymore. When I think they're not looking at it as – Verandas is failing because he's making Spartanistas not want to give back to the club, not want to support the club, you know, uh, financially, I guess, because they're just sick and tired of everything that's going on. That's why I can't, I, I paid for it, but I can't blame anybody like Nando and like you, Marco, who haven't, because uh, your, your points are very valid as well. If you don't believe in a project, why continue to fund it? So I'm, I'm with you there as well. Can I give you some numbers of uh, Socius Pagans? Okay, so in 2013, Sporting had 32K paying Socius. At the end of 2018, Sporting had 51,000K paying Socius. That's where we got to really look at paying Socius because anybody can be a Socius and not pay your quotas, you know? Right. And so right, right now, we have about 40,000, 40K. So he- so the news said that what about seventy thousand um, saucers are, or seventy percent or more of the saucers are current on their yeah. dues. So yeah. that's the only thing I took yeah, out of that's good and positive. Of, they got rid of all the saucers they haven't paid in a in a year. That's why right. the numbers have changed. Exactly. That's yeah. what the numbers take. I mean, at the end of the day, what's what value does Sporting have in having? And I say this from a guy who did not choose. To, to renew because I do not believe in the project. I do not like Veranda, so he will not have my money that way. But I would rather, and I would think that we'd all agree, that I would rather us have Saucius Pagans, people that are actually paying, like everyone else here that's been paying, than having a guy who pays once, and then not pay for another year or two. That's useless to the club. You know what I mean? So if we weeded out the ones that are you know irregular, mind you, of course, a lot of them are people that don't care about Verandas anymore and do not believe in him. Yeah, it's good to have at least saucies that are paying. However, like Marco said, uh, it is still very concerning because you still got to look at it, you know, from the perspective of like, what's the reason behind it? Are we talking little kids that mom and dad made saucy? Are we talking like older people like myself or Marco and other people who've been fans of saucies for a lot of years that are choosing not to pay? And why are they choosing not to pay? Okay, so let, let me, let me uh, give you guys another perspective. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree with the way Marco thinks and the way Nando thinks, because that's 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 uh, how uh, thousands of sporting geishas think alike. Um, I, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to give you a lecture on it, uh, but be, being for me to be a sporting geisha, uh, it it means a lot to how can I give to sporting? I'm very limited. I live in Delaware, uh, USA. For me to go watch a game, uh, I have to wait until I go on vacation, and which I did. I went to watch the Ujog de Presentation Olympique Marseille. That was my first time at Stade Javelot. To me, it was the most exciting day. Uh, one of more, one of my most exciting days of my life. You know, my wedding and my kids. They, they, that was more exciting. 
the birth of my kids. The wife is still in the chat, by the way. <laughs> no, she, she might be. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but it was a it was a very unique um, um, uh, moment of my life because I got to bring my son with me, and it was his first time too. So it was the first time for me and for him. And that day, luckily, by mistake, not knowing in advance. We went to Pavilion uh, Jean Rochefort first time, and they were pre presenting the four the four trophies we won that year in, in this modalidades. Who's capitains? I got to meet Umaye. I got to meet meet Henriques. I got to meet the one Bolo Carneiro, altura, and I got to meet João Matos de Futsal. All the four trophies, and I have the pictures to prove it. And I, I post it on Twitter and Facebook because I'm really proud of it. And that was by luck, by luck. But you know, so when I saw all that, and when when I learned that uh, the escotes do socios e pas modalidades, to me, that's why I still pay. It's because it's for the modalidades. I'm a big modalidades fan, huge. I follow the modalidades. You, you, you can ask my wife, and she'll tell you if there's a sporting port, sporting Benfica in volleyball in in no preg na malha, I'm watching it. I'm watching it, you know, because that's who I am. Whoever wears the jersey of my club, it don't matter which modalidad, I'm gonna be watching it. And to me, that's why I never stopped. It doesn't matter if it's Verandas. It doesn't matter if tomorrow it's gonna be Marco Dias or Denis Saldanha or. Christian Oliveira, I'm still gonna, you know, do my part because the modalidades deserve better. The, the moment, and, and then it pisses me off when Sporting Kings say, Epa, temos a perder os jogadores todos bons de basketball, de ball e de futsal. Puderam! Perdemos 46 mil sócios? O investimento foi-se. And, and, and that's why I don't get it. Okay, I understand your points of view. I do get it, but you're not hurting veranda, verandas. You're hurting the modalidades. Because that money is allocated to the modalidades. Agora no há dinheiro, há uma falta de investimento. E pronto. And that's why. Now you guys know why. But I And I totally agree with that. And that's why it hurts me. Because I've, man, like growing up, like you said, going to games with my dad. And every time I go to Portugal and, and on Ferias and stuff like that. And like it just it hurts me right because i don't want to do that man i don't want to do that but at the same time if if sporting were to lose modalidades because of lack of saucy spending at the end of the day dude we got to blame somebody and at the end of the day it's going to come back to somebody and if it has to come back to the guy who leads the, the club and is supposed to unite the fans we're supposed to do the best he can for the fans and it's because of him that we choose not to spend and then because of our money that we're no longer spending that we lose modalidades Listen. Somebody's got to take listen. the ball. No, I get it. I get it. But yeah. if that's if that's the way we, we think, well, every time there's a, 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 a president that wins elections that we don't like, then we screw. Barely. Look, if you... If you... If you... We don't do if it you, like that. We do it you, when he pisses us off like this. If you assess you, class B, right? B, yeah. A pagas dos dollars por... Dos euros por mês. 
e B paga seis, se não estou errado. Ok? Só six dollars a month. I can tell you, I, I wasted that money, I think, yesterday, uh, with my kids going to the mall. Queriam um gelado e o caralho, olha, foram logo 20 dólares, uh -huh. 18 dólares, foi logo. All I'm saying is, uh, hey, if you don't have to drink a couple of beers and, uh, and you buy... Oh, yeah, bro, buy, just buy a Big Mac or two less a month, it's easy. But, uh, but that that's, Big Mac that, That's all happy. I'm saying. Uh, claro, claro, também diga isso, é verdade, é verdade. Oh, Nando, but it's true. But all I'm saying is that that's not we, that's not the way we should think. I, I, I hate, I hate Fernandez. I don't like him. I don't like him. I think we we would have been better off with Benito. Benito. And 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 then quite frankly, I'll say it for me too. We were all talking about it on our Twitter page and messages that we should renew because that's going to give us a better possibility to get more votes as we go on with time. And just the thought of that, man, makes me so mad, man. Just the thought that I have to sit here and just, like, prove my loyalty over 10, 15, 20 years to then one day maybe, se eu não morrer, before then, have a vote that's worth more. Like, that shit really pisses me off, man. It's I, I does, want one person, one vote. I, I agree with you. And, like, I, you guys are all making valid points. And just, like, at least for me, at least, it's like, yeah, I – I hate the game. I hate the game, but it's like I I feel like it's my responsibility as long as the game exists to play yeah. the game, right? Um the little that I can do is just hold on to my number and when my, when my when it comes to my turn down the line and there's another Fernandez in 50 years, right? And all the young kids are like, oh, all the old saucers, these guys with 40 votes, they don't fucking understand anything. I hope to be like, <laughs> no, I actually have 40 votes and I'm not a dumbass like some of yeah. these other people that have 40 votes that have been here. So I just want to get to that point because it's just mm -hmm. like, that that's the system that we have in place. And I mean, if that, if that system ceases to exist, then great. But I think that system needs to change. I really think that system needs to change. That I have yet to meet one saucy one bro. I have yet to meet one saucy that's older, and I've my dad, my padrinho, my tio, um, their friends that have ever legit said, "Nah, man, it's take mudar um so um vote." No, they all want to have that power, dude. That's what's wild. <laughs> They're all like, hey, hey, listen, I'm not a young. I'm not a young pup. I'm 50 <laughs> years old, and I and I I believe in one sauce, you one vote. Because I'm gonna have you text my seen, father, please. You're 50 years old. You look you look no older than 22, buddy. What are you I talking about? Uh, yeah. Marco, yeah, I need yeah. to have you be on but FaceTime anyways. with me and my dad <laughs> on that. <laughs> but you. We have these people that have been running the club that we call the Rockets, all right? And they've yeah. been there for years. And and that's why we're in this situation now, winning eight, 18 straight years. But li you know, listen, listen, they think, okay. They so, think they own the club. And by having 25 votes, they do own the club. You know, yeah, they do it I, whatever I they agree. want. I agree. You know, so if you're just going to the Instagram, you know, leave that area with no spot to see, you know? So it takes 58 of us <laughs> to one of them, you know? But the thing is, democracy it, is that, you know? the thing is, yeah. okay, so people stop paying the cutters. So 
the ones that paint the courses most likely are the ones that like verandas because uh, they're not stopping paying the cottage. So I mean, verandas will win again. Yes, that's, that's my biggest yeah. worry. <laughs> and that's my that's my only worry on all of this. That, that is. Put a thumb. O Varanda está a se cagar, meu. Ele está assim, oh, agora é que estou a voltar. Toda a gente que, que é brunista ou A, B, C, D, que não gosta de mim, foi-se embora, já não podem votar. Agora vou ganhar as próximas, as próximas eleições a cagar. If, if there was all the older sociais who let their votes slip that didn't support Verandas, yeah, they basically solidified him. Because I honestly said this the other day in the chat, I, I said like, if we kept going like as we are for the next, like if, the, if we're at the exact same point right before the, the election, like sportings, like Ruben Emudim's like playing young players, they're on the up and up, they're in third place, but they're not horrible, but they're not great. He'll win. Like if the elections held today, he wins, right? Of course he does. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't think people I don't know that. That. he does they split oh, yeah. like he wins the election right now if it was had right now. Oh, some that. people take that for granted. Well, who are you talking about? Verandas, because Sporting isn't bad enough right now for Saucius. Oh no, no, he will win because uh, yeah. half half of the Saucius dropped. They, not they just stop. not just that not just that so think about uh, this is one point i was trying to we, make we, earlier we, we, that just we talk, solidified we're that talking solidified. we're talking to two of them they stop paying <laughs> yeah, the, the biggest issue and and george brings uh sorry jose costa george brings it up right now or Ozzy Duga. pay right now it's, can i it's, not, it's, not, <laughs> it's the it's the man behind them which is rogerio alves how many did has has rogerio alves been behind dude he's failed? a grimy dude bro it's been Verandas so far. It's been Gudin Lops, and that's just of the last decade. Uh, it, was, it was Bentancur, and there was uh, Diaz as well. Diaz the Cunha. There you go. Yeah. yeah Diaz so that's what I'm saying. But, but what I hope from the next the next elections is that there's more um, there's more transparency because I don't think anybody really knew Rogério Alves was behind Verandas until after he won. And that's and that's the scariest part because I think if that happened, if people heard the name Rogério Alves as Verandes was running, Benedito wouldn't only win the popular vote, but he would win. Verandes had so much better um, campaign infrastructure yeah. than any yeah. of the other. He had, he had also yeah. Albert Kerk behind him, which yeah. I think also helped him so much, yeah. so much. But, uh, but like like Chris said, Verandes was more prepared. Much more is that is that uh, when I went to the game? I went to the first game of the season that year, right before the election. I was there in, in July, right? The election was in was in September, I think, right? Or August. Um, and then the election was in September. They had there's like yeah. these, like I don't know, like 20 year old girls, like 18 year old girls my age, handing out Verandas pamphlets, you know. And there, there, there was no one else for other candidates handing out pamphlets to just every, everyone in sight, you know. So, yeah, he was. Well, that's literally why he was more organized and had better infrastructures because he was literally bankrolled by these guys. Putas <laughs> even verde, and and to tell you the truth, there's a there's a, a point we need to make uh, because uh, actually I was on uh, on um, on the messenger having this discussion with Marco a couple of days ago. Uh, us immigrants who can't even vote, yeah, because exactly. we, we're too far from Lisbon. You can vote every four years. That's it. If that's it. 
Well, yeah, if we're lucky, exactly. If your fetish coincide with <laughs> no, uh, no, no. It's if your if your ballot gets there on time. On yes. time. That's the problem. If that's why I took, I'll fly my ass there if need be. But yeah, the, the last the last time I sent my 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 ballot back to Lisbon, I never got a response back to see if they got it or not. I don't fucking know if they got it. But I, I am all about the electronic vote. And then the major concern with the most of people is EPA. And I get that. Somebody has the video on. Uh, so, and I get that. So you don't think this fucking through on paper? When you yeah. vote, when you vote on paper, that's much easier than do it online because online is a third party. So if Chris has a, as a uh, the uh, the way of building a website a, a online. To, for, for Sporting to vote on, Sporting will have to hire that company and pay extra amount of money. So if this country is actually using electronic voting. This counties in the United States using electronic voting. It's not as bad as it used to be back in the days. It's gotten much better. It's just, it's just that Sporting used to find a reliable, good reputation company that will find it fair and square. And I, I am for that because now <coughs> I could vote from home, from Delaware, which is that cost of Australia to vote the Australia. And not just on the presidential elections, <laughs> at all of them. Uh, all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Mark can vote in Boston. Nan can vote in Maryland. Chris can vote in Philadelphia. Danny in Toronto. Every Spartanese all over the world will be able to vote. I don't know why people are so against it. I think it's a really lame excuse when they say, about the hackers. There's been the elitists are still at Sporting. We're all in, still uh, uh, in 2011, uh, Bruno Carvalho was also robbed of an election, and that wasn't online. So it can still happen. It can still happen. Sporting is a club of elitists. It's always been that way. I can't imagine the year that we're not going to be that way. We like to brag about our stature inside the club more than we like to brag about us as a club externally. I would love to see uh, electronic votes. I'd love to see the things implemented that would make this a much more fair and democratic approach to things. But until the people still have more votes than someone else, we're still fighting uphill uh, an uphill battle. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you because uh, I don't think that will pass in the IJ. Dude, just I, – I, I don't know how you guys want to tie this all in at the end, man, but I, I want to say this before I forget. Right after the game against Porto, bro, I was just going through the hashtags of Sporting Club Portugal, just Sporting CP, not even people that I follow on Twitter. I just wanted to see what people were saying, right? Portistas, Benfica, Sportingistas, whatever. And the amount of Sporting fans that I would verify go on their Twitter page see that they're Sportingistas that would say shit like, at least uh, uh, that that fucking mentality, bro, of constantly at the very least, Benfica didn't win it, dude. Made me nauseated. And that's the stuff that immediately when I texted my dad, my dad responded back on cue, literally on cue. And my dad is 64 years of age with, Opa, imagine how pissed off Luis Felipe is. It's like, why would I want to imagine how pissed off Luis Felipe is, bro? Like, I want to imagine how pissed off Verandas is. I want to imagine how pissed off Sportingistas are. So until like that mentality doesn't go away, until we don't start like living off of like, well, if we're not doing it, but Benfica's not doing it, 
eh, it's not too bad. And then, you know, here's my fear too, right? Because there's people mentioning here in, in the comment section that if the elections were today, Varandas would lose. You, he's played this perfectly. He gets a young guy, Ruben Amring, needs time, needs to show development. He's gotten a young, uh, you know, young team. And then you go ahead and you introduce the fact that Sporting only lost two to zero to Porto. You introduce the fact that Sporting, you know, still held its own. You even introduce the fact that even with 16 losses this year, we still didn't and will not finish worse than seventh place, which is really our worst year ever, not this year. So the 16 losses don't mean shit when you finish seventh place and, and back in the Goudinho Lopes years. Like, we're not getting better I, at I, all by any means. Yeah. I, I The only thing is I hope worse. people – I hope Spartanguistas aren't, aren't forgetful to the fact that um, 16 losses is still more than what Gooding Lopes had. Gooding Lopes just had more draws. Um, on, we, we, still, we, we finished in seventh place, bro. We still we still lost 5 nothing to Benfica at the start of the year. Right. That's the biggest thing I hope Spartanguistas don't forget. We still sacked at the end, the last day of the transfer market. We sacked the manager that we had for the rest of the season. And this is coming from uh, a, a president that mentioned before the season started, it was a worry. He's dying for the season. That he, not only that he wasn't worried, he was dying for the seasons to start because this season had been planned in January. It was planned in January, and then the last day of the transfer market, not only do you sack our manager, you sell the entire right flank, which is Thierry and Rafinha, for Bolasi, Hesse, and Fernando. Which, by the way, special mention to Fernando for winning the league with Thank Shakhtar. You. Not sure if he, he played a game for Shakhtar. He sure as hell didn't play a game for Sparkard. He scored. He scored. He scored a goal. Oh. For this, you know, you know why? But you know why he scored a goal? Ele veio para Lá Lisboa. Ele estava com os músculos todos fodidos. O Sporting yeah, recuperou assim. Foi ao clínico, foi ao clínico de Varandas. Uma coisa que não está a ser dito is, is the 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 one thing that Varandas is winning not only from from Sporting is his clinic is on fucking fire lately. Because it's no longer. But it's no longer, and fair enough, he was a great medic. I won't forget that Cointron came to Sporting broken and was the best left back that season. Do you season. think he lets Bruno Carvalho get but his back treated then? He's winning more with his he's winning more with his Panicu than sorry, what? I was just saying, do you think he lets Bruno Carvalho get his back Anyways, treated there? But... <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, he's the one he's the one taking the picture and posting yeah. it online. Okay, <laughs> Come on. Man. That that's the only thing. That's the only thing I hope fans aren't forgetful of when going on to the next election. I hope we don't forget about David Wang. It's easy to forget about the two million wasted on David Wang. It's easy mm -hmm. to mention, and and because I feel a I feel a, a an interview is coming with Verandes that there's a minority of fans that have left the club because Bruno Carvalho, blah 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 blah. But I, and and that's why we're in a position and COVID and blah blah blah. But I hope fans or saucers mainly, especially, do not forget the money wasted on David Wangs, the money wasted on Hesse Rodriguez, the money wasted on Bolasi, the money wasted on Fernando, uh, the money the money wasted on uh, well, okay, and maybe it's not so much Verandas, but he didn't also help on on Viviano, etc. etc. And I can be here all night just Bro, mentioning it. Any any time that a it, it blew my fucking mind any time that you lose five to zero to your direct rival and you state you're not worried 
or yeah. you're like chill with it, bro. That's it. Like you, tu estás bien. Yo estoy bien, bro. Yo so perdí sin zero. I lost a trophy. Meh. Embarrassing. Meh. That was yeah. embarrassing. And 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 not to mention because uh, Lauren brings up Matus Pereira. We're playing the youth now. All is well. But this is just right. this summer, right. just this summer, we sold Mateusz Pereira. Just this summer, we sold Dominic Zuart for pennies. Uh, we we loaned out Jason Dalla. We loaned out Demi. We we sold Demi. Oh, don't. Okay, that's more. This, this, but that's more. Is, that's more Sosa Sintra than Verandas. But yes, Demi. This is the last thing we, I'll say. We loaned about out Bragança to a second division team. We even loaned you, out Rafael Bragança to second division. Even you do barely gets any burn do at any, Turkey. Do any of you guys? And this is like the she question does. I'm asking. I'll ask the chat. I'll ask every single one of us here: uh, Steph, Danny, Marco, Christian. Are any of you guys optimistic? Literally, how how optimistic or are you optimistic at all going forward with Verandas and the current Sporting team and management at helm that we can win a title? How how optimistic are you guys? Really, like how okay, optimistic? I'll, I'll, I'll be the first one to go. I'm not optimistic with Verandas. Hopefully, what I'm hoping from Verandas is he has learned a few tricks. He, he, now he's more experienced and. He's gonna let. <laughs> I know. I know. It's laughable. I know. I know. I mean, hopefully, what... hopefully, he learned from the loans, right? It's it, like, it, yeah. Will he do that again? Will he do that again? If he yeah. does that again, he clearly hasn't learned. I'm, like, not, dude, I'm, not, not, big, I'm not a big fan. I'm not a big fan of loans. Uh, sporting is a club that typically loans players, but we don't get loans. That's that. We look at the loans we got. They were terrible. 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 Historically, so, they're almost always bad. Yes. So do I? Do loans I? And, loans in in the big three in Portugal don't work. No. I've ne- name me one that the Jews guys can remember that it has came in and had a great season. Home None. Home. Uh, None. It, years ago, it was years ago. Fabio no. Rosenbach when he came back. But then he stayed. <laughs> yeah, but, but then he got. I love you, Fabio. They had the option to buy him, though. Yeah, yeah. Then he they stayed. Did. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But that's to true. answer Nando's question, I do, I do believe in Ruben Emurin, and if they let our coach pick the players he wants, so because when when you scout for players, no, it's not as fácil como as pessoas também dizem. As pessoas também pensam que é uma facilidade do caralho. Não, não tem ali um binder. Olha, escolhe aqui o menu. It's not, not very easy. So it's it's also related to how much money we have, how much money are we willing to spend, and all that. But see, but so, but but that. So I, I guess, I'm just I'm just gonna finish really fast. So if if Ruben Emurin is given the choice, okay, what do you need? I need a uh, I need a center back, rifle back, a midfielder, uh, like that's offensive minded, and a striker. Okay, so let's let's uh, let our scouting department uh, start working on that. Okay, this is what we can afford, and here's a list of names. And if they let him pick, I, and, you know, because he knows the players, he did his own homework, and then he will fit his his his, his uh, system, then I think we'll have a shot to have a, su- a successful year. But that's the way it's got to be done. Ruben Amorim has to be part of the formula, of the solution, and he shouldn't be back to Oug Vienna or Verandas buying the players. He has to get, be given the blessing of Ruben Amorim. And if that happens, then I think we'll be fine. But don't expect to be uh, players such as uh, uh, outstanding players because we don't have the money. Uh, it's going to be 
plays about five million, maybe one at ten million, but it won't be twenty million or twenty-five million. We just don't have the money for that. I, I'll piggyback off you as well, just because, just because it'll be quick as well. And oh, and, sorry, go, and, go, and, go. and especially we'll talk about especially consorcios que no pagan. Hey, listen, yeah. I got a question for you guys. <laughs> Both frozen. I got a question for you guys. I got a question for you guys. And Seth, you bring up having the manager pick the players for his system, which I agree. In the perfect world, I agree. But this year, we've already had three projects. We had Project Kaiser. We had Project. Yep. Silas, we had projeto. O Silas nunca foi um projeto. Aqui eu fui. Lionel, Lionel Pontes, Lionel Pontes. Well, listen, a fazer pontes, aquela. He brought in the you know, the other one, but understand it was his new project. So this is yeah, his it was. new project. So how long does Ruben Amorim, let's say at the beginning of the season, he, he loses uh, three or four games and he gets sacked. So now we you just spent. 30, 40 million years. will fall Wait. with Ruben Amorim. Okay, but that's... that's yeah, he's, he, he can't be fired now. Yeah. We, we, we kind of no, talked about that when he first got hired. That he can't. But yeah, Anders tied with Ruben. He Either he wins with Ruben or falls with Ruben. Fourth coach. I mean, I mean... Even if a new president comes in... Well, You're this stuck is with Ruben play. if a new president comes in. Yeah, you're, like, he, you can't really get rid of that guy now. No. No, too late now. Thank I mean, you, you Varandas. What a wonderful zone, <laughs> Mokada. It's so good. I mean, so, it seems so good Christian. so far, but the fortunes can change quickly. So, Christian, so let's just yep. keep him there and keep him making the mistakes he has made after, over and over and over again. Who are you talking about? Like he's make, he's Who, Varand you talk, you, you're talking about Varandas? Yeah. Well, no, it's not. We, we don't. We don't. He has we, to go. We, we, I know, but we right we don't have a choice. He won the elections, fair and square. So he's got to stay his full term. That's why Sporting Kishis don't get it. As in, podemos estar sempre a falar no passado. Mas para quê? O passado já passou. So, I say, but but mas ele tem ele tem mais um ano e meio. As in, temos que aturar mais um ano e meio. No, but if if they accept the signatures just like they did with Bruno Carvalho, I don't think they'd have to though. What, what do you mean? We had the signat we had the signatures to, to call for an Ajay, did we not? Uh, no, we don't have it, and we don't have a good enough reason to kick him out. Yeah, we but had it. We had the signatures. We we had it, but they didn't yeah, they, have valid they, reasons. Jerry Welch didn't allow it. He exactly. Jerry Welch, who's running the club. Of la, to President Trump? Millions, millions of people don't like him, and that's they, they, that they tried to impeach him, right? But they couldn't they, because they it's did. based it, it's based on evidence. And it's the same thing with with Kuvarandas. Uh, okay, nobody I don't like him. Most people don't like him. But you're not gonna kick him out because you don't like him. You need strong evidence that he's being corrupted or tardenificado club or nom the club, and he's not done that. Listen, uh, we just had the, the one of the worst seasons in history of the club. Mas isso não 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 significa I, I, que, que a gente possa tirá-lo do, do das eleições. Ele tem que se demitir. We also, tem... well, if he was man enough, he would. Okay, então a única coisa but, que os Sportingistas podem fazer é pressão suficiente para se demitir. 
mas a par disso não, há, não, não, não é porque o Marco diz o Steph Teixeira e o Cristian Oliveira e o Denis Saldanha não gostam dele que, que, que a gente temos uma razão para chamar uma AG que custa 60 mil euros pode deitar lá de, abaixo não, não chega a essas razões tem que haver uma, razões concretas I might be being a little tedious on this because I obviously there's other circumstantial evidence behind it or, or circumstances that happened behind it but we also did uh, dis, uh, dis, get a dismissal for a president who now, yes, two years later, but now was dismissed of all charges of what happened that Elk shit. So if we can do that, if we can jump the gun on a president who now is innocent, we should be able, because yes, I, I understand with the impeachment from Trump, but I think it's much different when you're running a country and you're running a club full of paid partners or whatever sausages. It's Adam, very different. And we Exactly. No, no, no. For sure, for sure. But what I mean is, what I mean is, for companies, if if you're a stockholder of a company and you're not a fan of, uh, if you're not a fan of whoever's running that company as a stockholder, you have the right to to go into votes and then vote them out. Of course, I don't know the the entire process, but I assume as as Sporting as the club, it's a, it's a similar process, or at least should be a similar process. Of course, there's other substantial factors, and we mentioned them. Rogério Alves is, is one of the main reasons why uh, just before COVID, we didn't have an, uh, an Ajay to vote whether we should vote him out or not. Um, just going back quickly to the optimism that I have next year, because I think that's where we should end this podcast. I'm with you, Steph, because I wanted to piggyback off you. My only optimism is that Varandas has finally got it right with a manager because I do like Ruben Amurin. He, he's, he's a man who's... Whether he's won it with a, with a rival or not, he's at least he, he's a man who's won, and he's a man who's at least showing that he's won. Um, I've I've loved I've loved hearing him speak, especially when it comes to for just an, as an example, when it comes to uh, um, the Acuna incident of him blowing up on Jovan. He mentioned how he can only imagine what the locker rooms were with Sapinto, Pedro Barbosa, etc., etc. I, I I do I do have faith in the man, and I do think he's a big manager. But my worry is with Varandas, the same way I was ranting about earlier about the last day of the market, him selling the entire right flank. I'm worried that a 10 million euro offer for Nuno Mendes, he's gone. A, a, a 5 million euro offer for, for Mateus uh, Nunes, he's gone. I can only, I, I, I have a feeling Fidal is not replacing Mathieu, he's replacing Kowatch. I have a feeling um, Antunes isn't replacing just Acuna. He's replacing Acuna, Nuno Menj, and Borja. Um, I'm, I'm afraid that Luis Max isn't just being referenced with another, or another goalie isn't being referenced just because uh, to give Luis Max competition is because Luis Max is gone. My only worry is about what we're doing in the transfer market because I think we have a right manager. And with this manager, hopefully he can get things right. I think we're still years away for a title shot, but at least... Competing for Champions League, that's all I can ask for there's, at this point. There's a common theme in amongst all of us so far, but I'll let Christian finish with his optimism. So basically, we've, as well. we've, we've, chosen, we've chosen to live to live and die by the Georges Mendes sword. So, right? Yeah. Georges Mendes can build a good team, right? He built a good team at Family Con this year. He built a great team at Wolves this year. But he also built an sh incredibly shitty team at Valencia this year. But he also has made them good in the past, right? So it's like he can make – he's made great teams at Benfica, right? You can – he can build you a great team. I don't know how he decides 
whether you get a good team or whether he just funnels you rejects. I don't know how he prioritizes that. If he does it on purpose, if it's organic, if it's by accident, I don't, I don't know. But basically what the success in the transfer market or whether or not we hold on to these young players or not, it's going to come down to the whims of George Menz. If George Menz finds someone in England who wants to take these players or whatever, they'll be gone because yeah. is, is is following the George Menz lead because basically Verandas fucked the last window. And so in his eyes, he's, He's not. He's he's saying, okay, I, I fucked this up last time because I tried to do it, but now I'm gonna have the professional do it this time. And the professional is George Menz, and we all know what how he does and how he operates. So I, I don't know what what kind of team we're gonna end up with. I truly don't know if Nunu Menz uh, is is gonna be on the team next year. Um, same with Luis Max. Those seem to be like the two. Most likely, there were Plata rumors, but those have cooled off, and he's also been playing badly, so that might ensure that he stays. Um, but yeah, it really is like a, a totally random process. But I'll tell you right now if we sign Danilo Barbosa from Nice, that's an indication that it's not about yeah. to go well. <laughs> that's, <laughs> exactly. uh, that's another Eduardo. Oh, that's... So we get rid of Eduardo and we get another one. Um, I guess we can talk about the uh, upcoming game. Yeah, yeah. Just let me quickly pass it off to Marco before we talk about the next game. What, what are hey, your I optimism just, for next season? I got a question for Christian first. Why no, do go we for need it. George Mench? Well, what was that? Sorry, you said again? Why do we need George Mench? We don't need him, but that's unfortunately the route that we've chosen to go down, and we've unfortunately tied our fortunes to him. I agree with you, and that's a big mistake, another big mistake by Verandas. Yeah. My optimism is very very low. The players I'm reading that they're talking about coming to Sporting, the only one that I like is the goalkeeper from Atletico Madrid. Uh, and if he comes, he's not coming to Sporting to sit on the bench. Uh, if he's coming, that means Max is gone. No, I don't think so. He's older. He's like 33, right? He would, yeah, he would, yeah. he would be more of a back. I, I agree, though. I agree. I think if he, he comes, Max he, is he gone. He actually said in the interview, the reason why he re, did not resign with Atletico Madrid is because he wants he to play wants to one more time. Project and he wants to stop. Yeah. Well, the, I, I agree. I agree with the Custio Marcos and Danny because. Uh, um, Verandi's willing to give him a, uh, a signing bonus. And that's... And that's so we... Okay, go, go. We did, they talked bad about Viviano because of uh, how much he made. This goalie goalkeeper is going to come make as much as Viviano was making. They're willing, half, they're willing to give him a, a good salary. Half is accomplished. They're willing to um, give him a good salary, yes. He came out on the so news. So the players that I, I'm hearing that are going to come in my optimism. I, I just don't see it until I see hear some more names and I see more of the same for next next season and more excuses from Verandas. Yeah. More excuses. He is really good at making excuses and deflecting huh? blame. Yeah. That is one thing he's very good at making excuses and deflecting blame. 
Olha, 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 olha o senhor Costa, vim para a festa, caralho. <risos> I was just watching the video. Aquela piquinha doente. How can we have confidence after the real uh, Alfarensky just just exactly. nailed it? It's payment, bro. That's it. Listen, I'm a big believer in, in something, uh, and I'm I'm gonna take less than thirty seconds. If if there's a, a club that's willing to pay, uh, let's say twenty five million for Maxi, and that's a good piece of business, uh, I would sell them too. Why? Yeah, but it's Because, not gonna be twenty five million. It's gonna be no. Okay, I, I yes, just gave, and those I, I know. Know. Okay. I just, I just, I just gave it. I just gave an example. Of course, it's not going to be 25 because Varanda doesn't have espinha dorsal. He's bad with business. But if it's less than 25 million, it's bad business. But if it's 25 millions, me as a Sportingista, I'll say, "Wow, that was a lot of money," and I get it. Because look at Benfica now, and I'm going to give you a couple examples. Ruben Diaz, they could have sold him for 30 million. Now they can even sell sell them for 12 million because of the of, of how they finish the season. Sometimes it's if you're on a high note and you could sell certain players for good money, what they're worth it, then you should do it. But Verandes is gonna stink in making business like he always stinks. Yeah, yeah. Um and you know what being pafesta carry. <laughs> my my only thing with the goalkeeper is my only worry is that we're getting him because Max is gone because Max has been rumored for a for a contract extension for months now and it has yet to happen. It's been seven um, months. They've been yeah, talking exactly. about it. It has well, yet to happen. Up salary, yeah. He, he he's already renewed, but yeah, it'd be an increase. You know who I'm also worried that it hasn't renewed yet? Mm -hmm. uh, Joelson. Uh, I'm worried about that. They keep saying uh, yeah. that's a done deal, and then it isn't. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not really worried about him. The thing. The thing is, he'll take contract until 2023, for, and the clause of the extension was 60 million, and they wanted to up it to 100 million and the better salary and increase it to 2025. But nowadays, agents they keep on on changing the uh, the, the the sales clause. The now they, they want it yeah. uh, to 80 million. So. Yeah, I mean that—that's what it yeah. says on on the papers, anyway. Yeah, yeah, and that's under—I I get the agents on that point because they want they want the player to be able to leave when he wants. So at a hundred million, it's Sporting has a bit more lead room. Um, but anyways, let's go into next week. Uh, or next week it starts on Saturday. Uh, Riwaf plays Santa Clara. We no longer have to worry about Riwaf. I don't think. Family no. Count plays Boa Vista. We might have no. to worry about Family Count, but I no. doubt it. Two games left. I highly doubt it. No, no, um, no, no. We don't. We're, we're worst, not at all? At all. The, the worst, worst is Braga passing us. Yeah, the worst place is fourth place. Okay. Okay. Uh, Billinus play Gil Vicente in a uh, – Billinus still fighting for survival. Everybody, I think we all agree here. Cross our fingers that Billinus goes down. Uh, I know Stuball can be a pain in the ass. Tondela can be a pain in the ass. But – I think as true lovers of Portuguese football, nothing makes me more happier than a fake Billinish going down. Um, <laughs> Guimarães plays Maritimo. Passos Freira, who uh, plays Portimonense, still fighting for survival. Uh, they just made it out of the, uh, the relegation zone. Tondela, also fighting for survival, plays Braga. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if Tondela can do us a favor because Braga is right on our heels, two points away. 
Porto plays Moreirense, no big deal. Porto won, Moreirense is safe. Sporting plays Stubal. That's a big game because Stubal is fighting for survival. They're currently at the uh, the relegation zone. Tied with 30 points with Portimonense and Tondela. Now that Porto won the league, I think the biggest uh, watching point of the Portuguese league is the relegation battle. And of course, uh, Sporting against Braga on who gets the uh, European qualification directly. Um, and then Avs plays Benfica. And then next week uh, on the Sunday, July 26th, is the last jornada. Um, we won't get into that yet, but of course, that's a big, big derby uh, in that jornada. But, boys, I'll ask this. Before asking what our prediction is on the Stubal, on the Sporting versus Stubal game, between Stubal, Tondela, Portimonense, and I might even throw Pas Ferreira in there. Let me just see. the. Or Sorry, and Bilinense, I should say. Pas Ferreira should be fine. Bilinense, Tondela, Portimonense, and Stubal. Who would give you... More joy, and who do you really want going down? Marco, I'll start with you. I'd like to see Stubal going down. Fair enough. How about you, Steph? Uh, don't tell Bolnes sad because that's not Ubolnes, it's a fake Bolnes. Nando, how about you? And ask your cat while you're in the while you're yeah, in the hey, hey, yeah, how, how you feel, bro? Come here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pa, for this. Who uh, ask me my question over time because I got glass everywhere. Who do you who do you think uh, <laughs> who do you think is going down between Portimonense, Stubal, Tondela, and Bilinense? Uh Blinense is in Stubal. Well, Abs are already down. It has to be one of the. Oh, I'm sorry, Blinense for sure. That's what I want to see go down. 100. Fair. And Chris, uh, I I want Blinense to go down. However, I think that Stubal is going down. They're really fucking inept, yeah. as we are yeah. likely about to see uh, this weekend. Uh, they haven't won in like 14 games. They've got fucking sh- – they were being coached by Mayong. Now they're being coached by uh, Leeds. Yeah. It's just – yeah, they are they're, – they're in shambles. I mean – I remember in like January or something, they had just tied all these games zero zero, and it was like halfway through the season, and they had scored like eight goals, and it's like wow, like this team is really really fucking bad. So basically, if Stubble somehow survives, it's an incredible feat because they have a team that is like totally not built for the first division. Um, and basically, if we don't beat them and trip up and get caught by Braga because of fucking Stubble. That's also embarrassing. It's. Wow. I, I feel. I feel. I feel the game will look a lot like the um, the Moreirense game, where it's just like all us. They're just they're packed in, and it's just like, will we score or will we tie zero zero? Basically. Yeah, Nando. Let me just make a really quick cheap joke. Pussy ruins everything. Let me Whoa. just tell. No <laughs> shit, dude. She made her her fucking uh, podcast appearance debut. And I'm out of fucking cup. And then lastly, predictions on the Sporting versus Stubal game. This has been a long podcast, boys. Yeah. Uh, but thank you all. For, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Marco, your, your, your prediction on that game? 4 uh, 1 Sporting. Wow, I like it. I like it. How about you, Steph? Two, two, one, two, 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 two,
Uh, two nothing. I think that they're just too bad. Agreed, Randall. You're gonna break them like glass, bro. Three zero. <laughs> I'm also. I was gonna say that too. Three nothing. Sparta thing. I agree. Um, quick spot. A shout out to the chat. The real Afolkerski, aka my boy Rui. We got Lauren in the chat. We had New York's finest. I didn't mention it yet. Johnny Buckets, Johnny Sinero. We had our Aussie Tuga, Jose Costa, George. Uh, we also had Kazad Paiva, my boy Matt Paiva out here in Toronto. Um, we had, uh, do, 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 do. We had also, uh, uh, Jordan B, Jordan Bentoncourt, of course. Uh, and I think that might be it. Jose Costa, já, já disseste. Já disse, já disse. E, oh, who was the first one? Oh, I can't see it now. Leal, something Leal. Uh, Juice Box Leal. Juice Box Leal. Thank you very much. Joe Leal also with the question. And uh, anyways, thank you everybody for joining us. Marco, a very special thank you to you, my friend. Thank you for joining us on another, on a, on a Spark Marco, 160. Appreciate you. We really loved your insight. We really did. It was really great. Um, yeah. Everybody, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Spartan160 underscore EN. Uh, please subscribe on YouTube, Spartan160 EN. The Instagram page, like I said, maybe one day, Spartan160 EN, but give us a follow. Our Facebook page as well, Spartan160 EN. We're, we're going hard on Facebook now too. Uh, thank you for yet another podcast, boys. Question. Podcast number 75. We are just just no. one question. Is it Rumo of 23 or Rumo of 19? <laughs> I, I don't give a shit which one is at this point. 23. 23. Thank you. That's that was it. As long as they win one. Rumo of 23. <laughs> Viva Sporting. Viva. Viva Sporting. Good night, guys. Viva Sporting Club Portugal.